0: Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023.
1: The Go Radio football show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go
2: Paul Cooney in Glasgow welcome you to the start of the European season Champions League starts tonight Newcastle at 5.45 at 8 o'clock the Scottish champions Celtic in action in Rotterdam against Feyenoord and with us two sporting heroes Peter Grant the former Celtic and Scotland player And Stephen McGinn, currently the Falkirk captain. Peter, when you hear that music, it means only one thing. Champions League is back. And how are you feeling? Your old club is in there tonight.
3: Fantastic, Paul. And this is what you try and win the league championship in Scotland for. And that's why we always say it's the most important trophies to win that league in Scotland. So you get the opportunity to take part in this. And as you say, a little bit nervous. I must must admit, a little bit of trepidation tonight because the team's not settled. They've not got the experience that had been over the course before. This is a game that the back four and the goalkeeper need to be in the top of their form because sometimes in these matches you've got to suffer against a team who's scored a lot of goals, you know. So it's going to be a big game, but it's brilliant. You've got the likes of Henrik Larsson, Wim Jadson, God rest him, all been part of that great Feyenoord side. And obviously going back to 1970 when Celtic were surprised, obviously, with Feyenoord winning the European Cup in that Mm -hmm. particular time. So a lot of good memories in respect to that. So
2: really looking forward to it, but as I say, a little bit of trepidation. Five games unbeaten, 17 goals in three games. Sounds like Celtic, but actually it's Feyenoord, Stephen. What are you thinking about tonight's <laughs> match?
4: Yeah, it's going to be a real tough challenge for for the Celtic guys. Um, obviously, we've seen the quality of PSV Eindhoven in Holland and you think this Feyenoord team's even better being the league champion. So it's going to be a real tough night for them. But as Peter said, um, this is one of the big attractions of coming to play for Celtic for some of these guys in the summer. The guaranteed European Champions League games and... Um, don't let the stage pass you by tonight.
2: It's going to be some game we're looking forward to. We'll give you the team news in the second hour and we'll be building up to it. We'll hear from Brendan Rodgers speaking with the media. We'll also be looking forward to Rangers in action on Thursday night against Real Betis. I see a line today that they need a keeper. They wouldn't have him in time, but David De Gea has been mentioned. Of course, he left Man United a few months ago. And Aberdeen in action as well against Frankfurt, who, of course, Rangers know only too well from the game. The the league final uh, the Yeah, league. to be fair Rangers yeah. were very unfortunate in that game well, so I, thought close, played, yeah, yep. I thought they played well in the
3: game and unfortunately they lost the game but as you say the German sides are very good there's a lot of good German sides and they always turn up to the party with quality players and produce
2: quality players. So if you wanted to speak to Peter, or you can have a peek if you go online, you can see him. Peter Grant, Stephen McGinn, and you can call us. 0808 17 17 700. We're going on the lines in a second. First though, let's get the injury update and Nat Phillips is the one that's the worry. Brendan Rogers spoke last night.
5: Nat has, um, he's obviously, he's rolled his ankle, so we just have to uh, see on that. Um, but other than that, Pretty much, uh, guys are fine. They're working their way up to to fitness. And uh, yeah, apart
3: from that, we're okay. A worry. Peter, what do you think? Can you judge from that? that... Yeah, I'd say it's a worry, but it's probably a chance I would have to take because experience, lager belt, and scales get in together. You know, I know they've done well. I think getting into this particular game, you're asking completely different questions. I think Matt's been over there before maybe have to do it slightly different you know keeping your full backs at home a little bit keeping that experience around centrally making it difficult for the opposition to get through you and maybe Nats experience not necessarily his legs because you can see that in Saturday he was short of game time there is yeah. absolutely no getting away from that Three seasons not sorry not yeah,
2: the same as not absolutely,
3: absolutely yeah. and, and Celtic had a lot of the ball at the weekend and you can see he was even blown because of the a lot of the ball and they expected to come out and make passes at home but in Europe your concentration levels have got to be massive, you know, because as I say, you need your back four and your goalkeeper playing exceptionally well. Um, and I think maybe his experience, if he's anywhere near fit enough to play the game, I'm sure Brendan would play him because I don't think he'd put two rookies in. And I know your young scales is what, 25, 26? Yeah. But as a Celtic player, it's completely different.
2: Stephen, what do you reckon Celtic will do? What do you feel about Nat Phillips? Would you start with him or Scales? Yeah, I think I think you've got to.
4: I think the Nat Phillips signing was. Miss- all in the short term a six month loan deal and initially it was to cover the Rangers game these early European games games like Saturday coming up for Livingston to to have make, made such a kind of short term signing uh, to cover this first month or two when Carter Vickers and Navroke are, aren't available it'd be a real blow not to have him so I think if he's anywhere near fit he, he's the one uh, I think he's the one you've got to go with um, I, I think if you think back to May when, when Liam Skills was playing with, with Aberdeen mm. Do think that he was the kind of guaranteed starter getting into this first Champions League game for Celtic? If he if told us that in May, we'd, we'd all be in shock. But fair play to him. I thought he he really took... He, he, he grabbed the game at Ibrox and just, and just said, I'm um, look, I've been here with Aberdeen. have had a good season with Aberdeen. I've been given this opportunity with Celtic and really hope he can go and back up and what a big night for it is, is for
2: him tonight. Here's Gary on the line from the Gorbals. Good evening, Gary. Evening, guys. Evening, Gary. Yeah. How are you feeling ahead of it tonight?
6: <laughs> um, hardly slept last night, to be honest. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, 21 years in the making tonight. Um, no, I'm absolutely buzzing. As, as, as excited as I always am to see Celtic in Champions League, it's, it's a massive, massive night for me to get to see um, both my teams. So
2: Yeah, Newcastle 5.45. Yeah, I just saw the team flash up there. So you've got your uh, contract with TNT. You've got it okay? <laughs> Not one of these yeah. fire sticks? <laughs> yeah, I've got <laughs> no, no, I'll
6: put the guys up on
2: the screen now. <laughs> can't believe I said that, just in case. <laughs> uh, so what do you think tonight? I'm going to ask Peter and Stephen what their team is. What would you, for Celtic, what would your starting eleven be? Uh, for Celtic, I
6: think... Everything except David Turnbull I think Rio Hattati will probably come back into the fold and I think that probably will be the only change from, from Saturday um, I thought Hattati looked on the ball when he came on and and as I said I think although Turnbull got the penalty and, and scored that kind of thing I thought Hattati definitely showed he's, he's ready ready to go and, and hopefully we we'll unleash him tonight Peter what would you do? I would go with the same back four if Nat Phillips is
3: available yep. uh, the middle of the pitch I'd sort of tinker with it a little bit because mm-hmm. of the inexperience at the back but still give us a goal threat going forward so I'd bring a tatty in but I'd move Turnbull to the left hand side further up because he's still a goal threat he can come in on his right foot it gives you an extra midfield play which I think you will need this evening mm-hmm. I'd move Mieda to the right hand side and um, and obviously you'd have Kyogo if he's fit, which was a big blessing because I thought on Saturday went off his shoulder there was absolutely no chance of him coming back on. And even the way he finished the first half, he looked a bit gingerly. So no, the slight change from me is I would take Yang out and I would put an extra midfield player in and that would be just similar shape but just David Turnbull on the outside left um, more than... And so it gives you that extra body to try and get through.
2: A bit more cover. Stephen, you were talking in the office and I think you agree along those lines.
4: Yeah, um... I just think that Celtic, Celtic don't have to win tonight. I think a draw be a magnificent result for Celtic, first game away from home to, to Feyenoord. And I just think when under the circumstances with the injury, as to key defenders like Carter Vickers, I think there's the scope to change the formation. And it, and I've gone with something similar to Peter, except I would go with Keogh and wide up front, and I'd have a really narrow four in midfield, um, maybe O'Reilly and McGregor just in front of that back four, inexperienced experienced back four with maybe Hatati, and I think he'll maybe go with Turnbull um, as well, just he's, he's put a lot of trust in him, but I just think it, there's a lot of scope there to, to change the formation under the circumstances.
2: Gary, what do you feel?
6: Yeah, I, I just think, I know what you guys are saying, obviously, to yeah. get a bit more protection in that midfield kind yeah. of thing, but I think where we where we kind of uh, get our strength from is is obviously, I think Yang, the way he's been playing, uh, Dyson Maida's looked Uh, a a good player as well this year I think definitely you've got to you've got to get him in supporting Kyogo kind of thing so I I think Kyogo's definitely going to need a lot of support and a lot of balls to him kind of hang to his feet Yeah I
3: understand what Gary's saying but that's why I would let David Turnbull who's got very good timing get in the box O'Reilly's got very good timing in the box with the amount of opportunities and goals he's scored this season so I still lose that and that's why I'm saying Yang obviously it's slightly different being a winger When you're asked to do that defensive job and play a little bit narrower, especially when you're away from home, when you're under the cosh a little bit, the winger sometimes you take shot the pitch. That's different if you've got somebody that's lightning quick. If I say Yang has got one thing, I noticed on Saturday, um, was it Beck he played against on Saturday, young boy Beck, who was on loan from Liverpool, I thought he beat him a few times, great with his feet, but never get away from him. You He'd never get that wee change of pace to get away from him and I think if you're going to play with a winger in this particular game, you have to get up the pitch, and I still think David Turnbull coming in from the left-hand side, getting any support, Kyogo, because he's got a natural finish in him, Hatati likes to go up near the edge, it still allows Callum to be a wee bit deeper, it still allows you, Maeda to get in the right-hand side, and it still allows Matt, so you're still, when you're attacking, you're playing with four really, but you're keeping your back four more solid, but you've got Callum in front, Plus four attackers supporting Kyogo, and, and I think that's why I would go with the extra midfield player. But David Turnbull's still a goal threat. You know Meeda's still all oh, that that legs he has got. He can get in support, he can defend he can run for you. Forever, can and it. the one thing you have to do, you know you're in this game, there's a period of the game, and maybe big periods, they're going to have to suffer as we the say. Under the cos. Yeah, because yep. they're good side. Yeah, there is a, there, there is no doubt of that, they're a good side. And the goals they've scored have proven that. And it'd be remiss if us to go out and think we're going to outscore them especially with the young guys that's coming in and I think that protection that Nat Phillips will probably need that if he's fit to play in the game that maybe allow his fullbacks like Alistair Johnson and Greg mm-hmm. Taylor just to stay at home a little bit more this evening and not do the overlaps and let the midfield go and support that front man go.
2: let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rodgers
5: listen I've looked back at all the, the goals that were conceded last year but I'm, I'm fully aware having experienced it with, with Celtic before what the, the issues are at this, this level I and mean, the issues are very very simple the game moves quicker the speed of the game at this level is uh, is different, and of course the quality that you're up against. So, if you're not moving quite as well domestically or filling spaces, then you may be able to get away with it. At this level, you don't. It's elite players with speed, high level technique, and tactical ability that can uh, that can hurt you. So, it's just small details at this level, you know. On the on the, the offensive side. It's about taking opportunities. You know, I've seen enough of the games last, last year where the guys played really, really well. The, the finishing at this level has to be precise and has to be clinical. And I think uh, that's something that is, is always the case at this level.
2: And they're not one of the biggest names in Europe. We all know that. had won it what, back in 1970. But I was looking at this player who's on fire, the 24-year-old Ivanescu, £8 million, Peter. I mean, it's a lot of money. Um, and, and Dwarfs, anything Celtic have paid
3: yes it is and there's quality players and listen the Dutch league is riddled with them yeah. you know we just don't take the gamble with them because right. we don't really know them they'll take you'll find a fine or they'll pay that type of money for them but then they'll sell them for 25 they've, they've mm-hmm. done that a lot of the Dutch teams do that underneath Ajax you know um, and they've been brilliant at that but they can bring them for any part of the world really Paul because there's not all these red tape to stop them coming into the country to play they can use yeah. a lot of boys to play You know, for different backgrounds so there's a hell of a lot of players in the lower leagues there as well worth good money um, but as Brendan spoke about there, the distances between each other still not taking away from Celtic's attacking threat but the spaces I think given what we spoke about earlier on that's very very important but all the ones we've mentioned they're all comfortable in possession of the ball which is going to be vital at this level because sometimes you've just got to make sure you're comfortable with the ball as well because if you keep giving it away, mm. you're under the cosh all the time. I and mean, it's, it's a fantastic arena to play in, you know, with a fantastic atmosphere. But nothing will fear the Celtic players because you go to Celtic Park, it's a fantastic arena week in, yep. week out, they play in it, you know. So, we things like that. But I think it's interesting that Brendan's saying the exact same thing as and we and hadn't listened to it, yep. was this fact that the spaces when you have not got possession of the ball have to be filled quickly. Because if you don't, you do get picked off very, very quickly because these boys' first pass is not square, it's through you. Bomb. And I think yeah. the extra bodies and knowing that Celtic Alexia Hatati can do the same things, but they can still get the support for the wider boys as well. But the midfield has got to be filled, no gaps. Stephen? Yeah, that's it. I,
4: I think tonight, I, I think it's a, a probability that Feyenoord will have a lot of the ball and I think Brendan will be a bit like the second half at Ibrox, probably a bit more, a bit better in the counter-attack. They'll need to be to get a result. I, I think the very... No no gaps, no no spaces, Expe- good experienced boys that played in the Champions League last year and just the pace of Kyogo and Maida, you've always got that option and it's a it's a big risk for those final defenders with the pace of, I think they'll very early on realise the pace of especially Maida if Celtic can hit them with a punch early on, maybe a ball down the side it would en- encourage the final defenders to maybe not let everyone go I think if the game gets really stretched, if it becomes a basketball game like the games were last year I think Celtic will lose, I have no doubt about that, so I think Celtic will
2: try and control it defensively and look to counter. Gary, are you worried that Arnie Slot said, look, we're not going to target Kyogo's shoulder? But he did have to go off at the weekend. I want to hear Peter was talking about it before the programme. What do you feel about that with Kyogo? I mean, I know you love him. He's a wonderful player. Is there a worry around the shoulder?
6: I think there's always kind of been a worry. That's been a problem area for Kyogo. Uh, and, And recently since... Obviously since he's been at Celtic that's that's the only kinda of problem he's he's ever had. So I don't know if it's I don't know if he's had surgery on it recently or whatever, if it maybe needs surgery on it. But I mean it's it, it seemed to be a problem, just an, an innocuous kind of challenge on Saturday that, that tripped it kinda, of, that triggered it rather. Um, but no, as I say, I, I think I don't think it will be a dirty game tonight. But no. As I say, like obviously, if you're not, if you're a manager, if you're an opposing manager, I know he's saying won't resort to dirty tactics, but I think he will be seeing his players in the dressing room just to target them, in in that respect. Kind of Peter, thing. what
2: would you say if you were Arnie Slot?
6: Well, I don't know if it was locker, but the
3: Saturday, so I'm at the game in Saturday. Yep. I'm watching the corner, but I'm watching where Kyogo's positioning is, and he's on the sort of goalkeeper. And the next thing, the defenders is obviously Kyogo's tried to move, and the defenders pulled him. So I'm not saying they've actually targeted, but he's pulled yeah. him. And the next thing he's went like that, oh, you could see him pulled right out. away. And you can, mm-hmm. he wasn't moving. And I've actually said at the side, that, listen, he's going to struggle here. And then I must admit, even when he came back on, I was concerned because he was running like that, you know, the lame up one. You've got one arm running naturally, another one hanging there. And there was a couple of balls, I don't know if you remember, Gary, came in at the front area and he just didn't yeah. get there. And he didn't run across the front man as if there was a concern. I think it's a, a a problem Celtic maybe have going forward as well because if it's that loose his shoulder it is a problem. I've had the, the same situation myself, and I meant I felt it for two and a half years, and because I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. done slightly, mine was slightly different. Mine was a rotator calf, but if his shoulders come out, if that means there's a slackness there, because there's no yeah. way you can do anything else. And that, that is a worry going forward for me, and that's why the likes of you and that need to be up to speed as sure. quickly as we mm-hmm. possibly can. Because God willing, I'm hundred percent wrong. I think going forward, it could be an issue for us. Stephen,
2: what's the backup?
4: No, I I don't. I think Maida's maybe the backup. Mm. Um, obviously, O brings that presence. But just speaking about the type of injury, I, I played with a guy a couple of years ago at Kilmarnock, and very similar um injury to Keogo, and it seemed to just every now and then randomly pop out. Mm. The problem with fixing it is it's such a lengthy time out, um, and. I think we seen last year, I think Kyogo's maybe came out on a Saturday and he was a fit for the bench. I think it was maybe the Real Madrid game he ends up coming on. it was at the Rangers game, he goes off really early and he was fit on Tuesday. So it's not, because you can still play, even when it goes out, it's still in, within a few days you can play. I think they put off the operation because you miss that much football. But with modern football and Kyogo's playing Champions League, international breaks, he's playing with Japan. When is the right time to get this fixed? I mean, yeah. these guys have got games every three and four weeks, big games. So, it is an and ongoing he's so problem. Yeah, he's, 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 he? he's so important. Yeah, he's so important. You know,
3: it's different if it's somebody that's out injured and you okay. think we can get away without that and i have got a big group of players behind it. You know, if you've not got a big group of players behind it, as a big concern for me. But as I say, we don't want to lose them. But yeah. was, what we've seen in the pre-season, Mieda played through the middle, mm-hmm. which he's not really done for Celtic, but he sort of plays that deeper role. And he done it very well. I think he scored five or six in pre-season. So maybe that's something that Brendan would look at going forward, you know, as well, because if he can get that opportunity for Kyogo, but yeah, as Stephen says there, I'm not 100% sure if it's an eight week or longer Mm -hmm. for the operation, you know, and then that depends on character as well because it's not as if you can hide your shoulder, isn't it? The way he runs and the way he moves, people are always bumping and barging, so... It's how brave you are, and I, I must admit, a couple of times on Saturday, just after he got it, I felt like he should have got any positions to score and never got
2: across the front. Gary is a big Celtic fan. How do you feel about the the results? Are brilliant, aren't they? Profits of forty million pounds in the last year, seventy million in the bank at the start of the season. How do you feel?
6: Yeah, obviously it's 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 great that, that we've got all this money, but obviously you know the the thing with having too much money is the fans probably expect you to go out and spend more than than you probably would do. I don't feel that we really, really need to go and do that. That's the thing, you know, it's 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 about spending wisely. We've seen that under Ange. It wasn't about spending tens of millions of pounds. It was, it was about bringing in the right players It's going to improve the squad kind of thing. I didn't really feel that, that Rodgers got the kind of players in that he probably wanted, in all honesty. I think there was probably one or two players that he would have liked to have brought in and, and just couldn't for whatever reason.
2: Stephen what's your view what do you think because it's great to have money in the back we know that
6: yes I mean it's,
4: it's the readings are great and, and everyone's happy yeah. that the clubs when run right but it's not as if they get a free season ticket off the back of it yeah. the, the, the fans just want the club to say okay we've got the money let's make sure that the team's better I think they'll take care of getting into this Champions League campaign behind where the fans would have hoped they were getting into this in match day one obviously injuries play a part but you still feel um, Yang's not up to speed yet fully uh, Lewis Palma's obviously just in sure. the door Abada's injured Jota's a bad is gone in. and the injuries you can't be helped but you're just when, you, when you're losing guys yeah. like Jota you always want to progress a club and if they have all this money I think there is a frustration is why why aren't we better than last year
2: and they're probably not as strong as they were this time last year Carter Vickers obviously injured just now as well would you agree Stephen? That
4: yeah I mean uh, Carter, I mean, Carter Vickers Rio Tati, Abada these guys are I mean irreplaceable big, big players to have out injured but I mean, you just stuff like the last day, bringing in Nat Phillips, who's not fit to play at Highbrooks, I think the fans just get
2: a bit frustrated that this isn't done a quicker in the summer. Scorelines, we're going to have to go to the break. Gary, what about Celtic? Well, first of all, what about Newcastle?
6: Uh, I'd love to see us get a point. I think if I think yeah. if both Celtic and Newcastle go away with a point, I would be absolutely over the moon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Realistically, should I'm, be out tonight. I'm thinking probably... <laughs> <laughs> I, know. Uh, I probably will be. Um, no, I think realistically I think AC Milan the semi-finals Last year the Champions League I think they'll probably Win the game 2-1 tonight And Celtic? Again We'd love a positive result I'd love to say A positive result But I think Probably final By a couple of goals tonight I think we've all scored But I think final Probably 3-1 all right, Gary,
2: let's hope not. Thanks for calling 0808 17
1: 17 The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. 10% off your solar install in September. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go.
2: Thanks, Chris. This time on Thursday night, all roads will be leading to Ibrox Rangers up against Real Betis, who they got a bit of a doing at the weekend, didn't they, Stephen? They shipped five goals. Um, So we talked about Celtic for a few moments ago and we will again shortly. But Rangers, looking forward to this? Do you think the match with Real Betis? Yeah, I think think it'll be a good timing for, for Rangers. I know there's a lot of trepidation
4: for the Rangers fans going up to Perth off the back of losing to Celtic, the manner of it, and then international break. And I think they needed just to get Up and out of there with the three points, no matter how they got them. I think Thursday takes care of itself. Um, Obviously, Real Betis coming, a lot of good players in the team, but beatable. Mm -hmm. They've beaten better teams than them in the last few years
2: at Ibrox, so I think it's coming at a good time for the Rangers fans. The fans were screaming, desperate to see Danilo and see him score, Peter, and they saw it, but um, he got that crack in the cheek, so he's out. We we
3: spoke about it last week, Paul, and we said, play Danilo as a centre-forward and he'll get a goal. You know, you play number nine as a number nine and they finally done that and he gets, it's unfortunate for him he gets a smash in the face but he, he played in an area of the pitch that he feels comfortable in and that's what he wants to do and when I told you when I watched him in pre-season that's where he played um, and he got goals in him and you could see he was a, a striker's instinct great ball in he's come off the defender got across to the defender then and listen, I think it's a great game for Rangers I really do I think Betts are a good side I think in European football it takes a different type of pressure you know there's a different type of atmosphere you know and we know they get beat by Barcelona at the weekend, but Barcelona were outstanding, yeah. to be fair, you know, and they've got a different level of player. Um, and listen, I keep saying it, people talk about atmosphere at these stadiums and these stadiums, going to Ibrox and going to Celtic Park, these boys playing that atmosphere week in, week out. If you're playing well, it's great. If you're not playing so yeah. well, it can be toxic mm-hmm. in the respect to that. So the Rangers boys know. And listen, these boys understand that they have to go out and perform Week in, week out. We keep about it talking about Rangers and Celtic, the expectation. The expectation is to win and play well. Going on Saturday, they got the result because, and we said, the most important thing for them was to go and do was to win the game. They've done that. They created other chances as well. So now they've got to continue that. They're hopefully getting some of their boys back injured. I know Danilo's obviously out, but they're getting boys back injured, getting roof more time game uh, on the pitch. And these things are important for them, not just as the player. Because Roof seems a type of character you would probably need in your dressing room. A little bit of experience round about him, you know, he's been running about dressing rooms down in England. So all these things. Butlin's been outstanding, which we thought before. Um, You said that, yeah. I said he was an outstanding young goalkeeper. That's a surprising thing was probably Mm Souter. And to be fair to Davis, I think he gives you a natural left-sider. But the fact that Souter... And I thought it was unfair in John in the respect because John's always played right-side and in pre-season I thought he was excellent playing right-side and I think he's a better user of the ball than Conor Golston the manager's moved him to the left-hand side and maybe his performances have not been as good at distributing the ball because it is slightly
2: different so leaving Suter out was quite a big call with him so it'll be interesting to see what he uses for the European game Let's hear from the manager after the game then 2-0 win at St Johnson
7: I thought we started the game really well and uh, had a few chances it was an excellent goal uh, unfortunately we we lost Danny in that moment and uh, and the delay and everything sort of took the momentum out of the game I thought up to the end of the first half we had a lot of chances in the game and Delighted for Rabbi because he's he's come on in games had a big impact and he's he's missed that type of chance before. So but again I thought it was an excellent goal and well done to Tom Lawrence, you know, straight back in first 90 minutes or in a long, long time and it was good for Kamal Ruth to get 90 minutes. I was really pleased with Ben Davis as well. That's our third clean sheet and five league game. So it's a step in the right direction. There was moments I was really happy with, and there's other moments we got to work on, of course, but St Johnson never make it easy here.
2: Stephen, I see that uh, Alec McLeish, the former Rangers boss, I saw him at the football last week at uh, Hamden, watching your brother and others. Uh, he's saying he wants the new signings to show their teeth for Rangers. Um, what do you feel about that? It's taken time for them to settle. Danilo playing, as we mentioned, the weekend, but got the injury. How do you feel Celt- uh, Rangers are progressing? Um, I think even
4: you put in the injury to Danilo, It's just it's been that type of season so far for Rangers nobody's got a clue really what the best team is where, what the next team is going to be I think it'd be hard to guess again his team for Thursday I think touching on what Peter just said about John Souter I think Michael Beale sounded like he wasn't overly happy with his defensive uh, the unit over the last few games and I was very interested to see if there would be a change Obviously, obviously left out Borna Barisic for, for Yilmaz What do you think about that?
2: About Barisic given that he didn't play against Celtic and then he turned up for Croatia. Well, I I
4: wondered if that had anything to do with it, the fact that you weren't available for us and all of a sudden you've gone away for Croatia and you've you've played the two games when we needed you last week. um, Because there's no doubt, Borna Baris is a better player than than Neil Mass. He brings a a huge quality on the ball in terms of delivery into the box, set pieces. um, I I felt a a bit like Peter, I felt a bit sorry for John Suter as well because John Suter when he signed was the Conor Goldson replacement. Mm-hmm. I think just about everyone in this country, barring yep. maybe Connor Goldson, his agent, thought Conor Goldson was a goner. I think maybe he thought he was going as yeah. well at that point. But so all of a sudden Conor Goldson stays and he's been the staple of the Rangers team for the last five years. Michael Beale was always going to play Connor Goldson. So it's Conor Goldson plus one. He doesn't look quite as comfortable on stepping out of the ball. I think he got caught in the Celtic game trying to step out but he's not quite as comfortable on the left side. So Ben Davies came in for a bit of criticism but I think there is a chance for Ben Davies to go in there and, and reclaim that spot
3: It's interesting It's the Rangers one's a difficult one because you, you make so many signings but I always thought there was too many in the one area of the pitch because you end up chopping and changing which is a normal thing because we'd all do it if we were in that situation if it's not working well we'll try this one or we'll try that one or we'll put that, put that pair in for X, Y and Z amount of money all right, I'll take them off. And we've all been there, Paul, especially if results are not going well. See if, the results are, see if you're winning. <laughs> Making changes is fine. Happy days. Nobody yep. even looks at you. Exactly. I think Tom Lawrence, if he's fully fit, we said it when he signed, he's a top quality player. I like the quality he's got. The, the likes of and that going to be available. That makes a dressing room different. Mm. And it's all right, Alex, saying about showing your teeth. When you're playing for Celtic and Rangers, you have to show your teeth week in, week out. All the time. Expectation is... There's nothing accepted apart from victories. Mm-hmm. And then top of victories, then it's performance. How well do you play? But the first in line is win. Then everything else comes. Then can you deal with the pressures that go with representing it? Can you go and win again? You know, can you stand up when going gets tough? Can you dig a result when you're not expected to dig a result? And that's why I'm, I'm looking at the players and you're thinking, this is the one you get your chest out. You're going to play better home. You know, there's going to be a full house there. Let's go and grab the game with the scruff of the neck. Let's defend properly. Let's attack with our purpose. Let's get shots in. we we'll keep talking about it. Get crosses in the box. Get centre-forwards playing as centre-forwards, you know? And it was interesting, again, he played Roof sort as a 10. I still prefer yeah. Roof as a number nine as well, you know? I think other guys could play that 10 role. But and that, that probably in Europe becomes a, a more of a midfield player. Like Scott Arfield, that's why I thought he was massive in that position because he could play that role but be the extra goal threat Also, be that extra defender, especially in big European ties against better quality opposition. So, but it's a game. If I was a player going in as a Rangers player, I'd be so looking forward to playing a European competition. A good against a good quality side. Let's no kid ourselves. We know they had a bad result at the weekend. Yeah. We're a very experienced manager as well.
2: But Bassa as you mentioned, it makes a big difference. Let's hear a bit more from the manager. If you want to call Rangers fans, 0808 08, 17, 17, 700. Um Michael Beale spoke about the injury to Danilo.
7: Yeah, he's already there, so he'll have uh, whatever he needs, but we know it's a fracture on in, in on the side of his face. So uh, I'm not the expert at that, but that, that's the information I've been given uh, from the medical team already. So he's out for, well, sometime we I don't know yet.
2: What about the players themselves? What about the team? What about the formation? He said, look, it's a win and uh, that's big for Rangers after all the criticism. But he said he knows he's got a lot to work on.
7: I just think so, we just need to work a little bit more on uh, on the last connection in, in the final third. And, and you can see it's coming. It's a... Desperately disappointing to lose Danilo because he's been looking sharp in training the last two weeks. Before that, he'd had one or two issues, but for him to, uh, and it looks like it's a fractured cheekbone, it means we're going to miss him for a while, and it was it was an excellent goal. So, look, that's what we need to keep working at. Defensively, we're not giving up many chances. As I say, three clean sheets in, in five league games, I'm pleased with. I'm really pleased with Jack, and I thought Ben coming down was excellent at centre-half as well.
2: It was a huge result for Rangers, wasn't it, Stephen? You know, you would expect them to win at St Johnson, but they did so well against Celtic. And the criticism that was coming, it was an avalanche, wasn't it, towards Michael Beale? Yeah, but I don't
4: think beating St Johnson um, at the weekend, I don't think beating Motherwell uh, next weekend is going to keep that away from the door. I think that's coming until. I think the only way that turns is if um, Michael Beale somehow manages to get his way to the top of the league. I think if the the points distance grows any, any longer it's, it's going to be really firm against the door I, I just think going into going that I know it's a long time in the future but he has to go and win the League Cup and he has to come out of the East End of Glasgow with three points when he plays Celtic because I think that's the, the fixture I think that's the one that's he's not won their games the big games and I think as a Rangers manager that's where the criticism is always going to be there
2: But tonight well uh, Thursday night huge for him as well because he yeah, could I think, buy time I, in Europe I think,
4: I, think, I, I think the pressure I think it's just different, it's a different type of pressure it's a big night at Ibrokes I think the fans will be they're able to park the domestic stuff for a bit enjoy their night get behind the side and, and try and roar them on to, to taking a scalp of Real Betis but I don't think winning against St Johnson keeps the pressure away from the door
3: sure. well, It's interesting we've spoke about it when we've been sitting here week in, week out talking about forward players playing the set in a certain area and whatever it was just unfortunate that Cantwell wasn't available because like say Lawrence out there Lammers out there and the opposite side and you can't well in the middle then that looks more which we've been speaking about because it will put people in the right areas I think at the moment in time he's been playing centre forwards out there mm. and it's made it a little bit more difficult and Stephen, even you don't need to be clever you know play players in their area that's where they're, they're most comfortable that's when you get their best performances from them they know the job they've played. probably played it for many many years and I think maybe a couple of injuries or whatever's helped him a little bit on Saturday Allowing these boys to play in the areas of the pitch. Peter, you know?
4: Peter, I was going to ask you that. Do you think, I know no manager wants injuries, and especially Danilo Campbell, do you think it will simplify it a wee bit for Michael Beal as in you know, he might be able to find a more settled team with less options?
3: Yeah, I think so, I definitely because they're all in the same area of the pitch, Stephen. You know, yeah. that, that's what I yeah. felt for the start of the season. No matter how many players Rangers were signed, but they all seem to be in the same area of the pitch. And I've seen it, I've seen it down south. I've seen it when I went into a club myself and I thought well, we've got too many players in there. Because I know what it's like, you end up changing it because you think, well, I'll put him on now, but it's after sure. sixty minutes because Chelsea last season. Absolutely. well, Chelsea have still got the problem in the yeah. yeah. Because you yeah. keep changing the front sure. line. So nobody gets into playing in a certain position. And it's very, very difficult. And as I said to you simple things, for me, you look at where well, players, you look through the their history, where's that best his best position? Yeah. If I'm looking at Todd Canwell, go and sign him, and I keep saying it. He plays in the left of the front three or he plays as a 10. I've watched him for, I don't know how many, 10, 15 years of his career as a kid. You know what I mean? So the other, three, he, the other two positions I would say he plays at his best. But he plays on the right-hand side, he can't go out on the outside. He very rarely goes out on the outside because he's not got that pace. He wants to jink inside or when he comes in from the left hand side he can make that slide rule pass so for me then I make that as simple as I possibly can because then my centre forwards like a Danilo maybe wanting that ball slip through there Desserts maybe wanting that ball slip through Kima Roof you ask any centre forward they want it to be slipped in and goal not playing as a number 10 or wide left or wide right and I think that's been the case so far so maybe on Saturday the likes of Lawrence and that coming back and Lammers playing their positions Helped them get the opportunities they did get. Matondo come on and played in the front of the left and gets his opportunity to score the goal and also had another opportunity because he was playing higher up, not as the midfield player, you know, because he's playing up in a position that he's comfortable and it opened up a couple of times for him. So all these wee things, and as I say, people always used to say it to us, simplicity is genius. Yeah. And that's what you've got to do at times. Make it as simple for your players as you possibly can. So for me,
2: put them in the right areas of the pitch and you'll get better performances for your team. So Celtic in action tonight, eight o'clock kick off in Rotterdam in that magnificent De Coupe stadium. Yeah, Is that how say you're it? It. I was asking Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I actually <laughs> think that was a pigeon's house. <laughs> and then um, the Eredivisie champion, John Hartson, will be here tomorrow night. John loves seeing that the Eredivisie. Oh, so big John here with John Barry tomorrow night. He'll be uh, here, and uh, Stephen. We've also got Aberdeen, of course, on Thursday, and that is gonna to be tough for them because if I'd said to you four weeks ago they'd be down near the bottom of the table, you I don't think you'd have believed it, would you?
4: No no um no real sign of it. Obviously Barry Robson did an amazing job mm-hmm. last year. But similar to Rangers, I think they'll enjoy being able to prepare for a game that takes care of itself. I think the Aberdeen fans will go over to Germany and really enjoy it. I think Although they're playing against a top side, as we spoke about the Europa League winners from a couple of years ago, there will be that. They'll be, I think they'll be more comfortable within a shape, um, enjoy the game, enjoy playing in the game, try and put on a good show. If they lose, everyone's expecting them to lose. Um, it's different. I, I think they've got a real header with Ross County
3: coming up that's uh, huge. That so up there,
2: isn't it? Almost, you know.
4: Yeah. But
3: it's also, Paul, it's interesting, listening. I thought Barry's done a terrific job, mm-hmm. organised them really well, and I fancy them to be third in the league this year, I must admit. But everybody's starting to say it's about the shape he plays and whatever, you know. And they're obviously, he was tore apart for the ball. He's going long and whatever. I'm sure at the end of the day, that comes for confidence, you know, in the players. But the shape and all that gets questioned. Everything gets questioned. So, what do you mean? What happens then? So, all of a sudden, yeah. the players look like that little bit of confidence. Okay. But last year, when the results are going for them, everybody yep. wants the ball. Right. Everybody gets it. The goalkeeper's got it. We'll break wide, go and play. And then, all of a sudden, Nervous. it's not going particularly well. All of a sudden, I'll go and get marked slightly. You know, yep. I'll stand a wee bit closer to him so I can't get the ball. And then it looks terrible then, you know, but then all of a sudden it's, oh, it's the shape we're playing, it's this and that, and everybody questions it. But these players are human beings as well. Yes, they should be playing much better. And I'm sure, maybe in Saturday, uh, Barry's try day, let's play off the front, get the second ball, go into Tank Castle, don't let them press us because they're going to press us and get the crowd up. But it doesn't mean at the ball aimlessly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they were kicking the ball through the goalkeeper, they're kicking out for a bye kick. So that comes to settle down. You know what you've done here. These players are good players and they're respected. They don't need to all of a sudden go away from what they were doing well. But the secret with good players is when the times get tough, they still want it. That's the (laughs) one,
4: isn't it? He's he's lost a lot of his players. If you think of a big player for him last year playing the Champions League tonight for Celtic, Liam Scales. Ramadani, I thought he was a major player for them in the (laughs) middle of the park, going to Serie A. Matty Pollock's way back to Watford they've lost Ross McCrory he went down to England for a couple of million, so he's lost huge players but with the way football is um, you spend a bit of money you replace them, and everyone expects the same results right away and he said at the weekend he's just needing them to bed in and and quickly get going
2: It's European Week
1: The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy 10% off your solar install in September Terms and conditions apply Let's
2: go so good time to call now to speak to Peter Grant or Stephen McGinn 0808 17 17 700 or join the conversation here on the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy at Go. So lots of calls coming in. We'll go on the line shortly. Let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rogers. then. So Celtic in Holland for this classic tie. It could well be Feyenoord against Celtic. Uh, Celtic style in Europe. What's he looking for? Listen, we're not at peak Celtic is what I would say we've got a long way
5: to go before, you know, I I think we'll be where I, I'm happy, where I want us to be. However, what the players have shown is that flexibility. I think in terms of stylistically at this level, we want to play the game to our DNA, which is to be aggressive when we're attacking and to have that conviction when we attack. And that all comes from when you defend. You have to have that collective responsibility and that collective uh, resilience, and if you have that in your defending, then you can look to show that in your your attacking play. So, uh, we know there's times you're going to be under pressure, especially away from home. And uh, but of course, we want to uh, we want to give Feyenoord a problem when we have the ball as well. Stephen, McGinn what does peak Celtic look like to you? I'm not sure exactly what he means by that. What Celtic
4: <laughs> team he's referring to, but he, I think it's pretty obvious he's not overly happy with how it is. The team's not settled yet. They're not. It has own Celtic teams of. That I played against a couple of his teams. I mean, they could really. You'd be in a grip and they could beat you well. They had lots of different ways to score. Really hard team to attack against. Obviously hugely successful. I don't think. I think in six to nine months, maybe a year's time, if that that Celtic team was to play this team, he would expect to beat that Celtic team. I don't think he's. I think he knows it's. There's a lot of work to do before he gets to gets it to where he wants it to be.
2: Peter, what's it look like
4: to you?
3: Well, it's very, very difficult when we've talked to Michael Beal with injuries he's yeah. had. It's very, very difficult when you're getting into a club and you know the players are there, yeah. but they're not available for you. You don't want your main players like the Carter Vickers character-wise because if you're if somebody could say, I want one of them out of all the guys that's injured, who do I want for this game? It's Carter Vickers. You know, that is the situation you're in. Because it's, not, it's what he does with other boys round about him. It's like Joe Hart. Joe Hart's been outstanding this season so far. He's had big saves at massive moments. Um, and that, that calmness he brings as well, you know, has been so, so important. Because you've lost all these guys. We talked about the back four that finished at the Ibrox. Never in a million years ago, I thought yep. that was going to be a Celtic back four. So it's very, very difficult to build up that way you want to play, you know. We are talking about Aberdeen two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. You know, they've lost players. Why did they play a back three? Because I genuinely think Barry doesn't know. think he's got two centre-halves that can play. And I've seen it for myself. I've seen them playing Stirling yeah. Albion. Mm-hmm. So once they went to a back four, Stirling Albion overrun them. And all of a sudden, Stirling Albion could have won the game. They went back to the back three to see the game out. And that's the way it is. And it's the same with Celtic at this level. How do we find a way? And it's interesting. I mean, that's why I'm interested to, to just use an extra midfield player tonight. And it's difficult to get peak Celtic because the, the, the ones he wants... I don't think Keogh is 100% fit. He's a brilliant player, brilliant player. The one that's probably stood out most for performance-wise at this moment in time is Matt Mm. But you're looking around elsewhere and you're thinking, Mieda is Mieda. That's what he does exceptionally well. Fantastically well. But apart from that, you're thinking, who's at their best? Because it's been change after change after change. And that is always difficult, Paul. you like getting into these big competitions with a settled team, players playing at their best, in the, the positions that... They're not learning, because remember, some of these guys are going out to learn for the first time in these Champions League games tonight, you know, and as soon as you hear that music, uh, music, sorry, the hairs in the back of your neck will be standing up like a supporter, like anybody else, but for these players, they've got to take that in, and then go to respond and perform in the arena with everybody watching them, and sometimes that shows you more about them, so Brendan, of course, he's going to aim to make Celtic better, but you need your best players available, and it isn't. You've had Atatio injured, you've had Johnson just back, all these guys. But these guys have got to be significant now. They've got to come in and perform now, even though they've had minimum minutes considering Alistair Johnson's probably two games. Atatio yeah. what was whatever it was on Saturday, 30 minutes, if it was that. But he was brilliant in that 30 minutes. Because he used the ball very quickly and very and it made Celtic come up the, the, the tempo a little bit. But to have the aim available and to play at your peak performance, and I think that's what Brendan needs. He needs his best players being available for every game that he's got at the club at this moment in time.
2: It's probably a big part of why he came back to Celtic to play in the Champions League. And we saw the results last night, Stephen, a profit, as we mentioned, of £40 last year. And a big chunk of that came from the Champions League. I know people talked about it last season. What was it going to be worth, £20 or whatever? It was £30 million. And the Celtic fans will be looking to do really well and Brendan Rodgers I think his record was he got 3 points in the last 2 campaigns in the Champions League and Ange who was brilliant for Celtic as well as was Brendan Rodgers the last time but he got 2 points last season so it hasn't been a happy hunting ground for a long time for Celtic
4: No and sometimes you're at the mercy of of the draw of the group what I do think they're in a group that they've avoided your Man City's Real Madrid's that even when you play well like like, like they did against Real Madrid they can still beat 3-0 so it's a more competitive group but you just the, the gulf to the top teams is getting bigger. I think for for clubs like Celtic and Rangers and maybe Fiernords and stuff like that, the the change of the Champions League going into next season might help. Might, might make it more competitive. You're playing teams a one-off game as opposed to trying to qualify um, two groups. And I think the change is coming at the right time for the clubs because the gulf has be getting too big, and it's really hard to ask a Celtic manager like Brendan Rodgers coming in. I think I think if it was Ange Postecoglou going into his third season. I think there'd be huge pressure on Ange to build on last year. Yeah, you played well, you got a lot of plaudits, but you didn't win a game. Um, this is your third Celtic team, your third season going win. I think Brendan Rogers will be given a bit of respite in terms of how many injuries they've had, how it has been stop start in terms of getting it to a settled team and looking like a Brendan
3: Rodgers but you know team. that as well, Stephen? You've lost character. S- yeah. Star felt we're forgetting about him. That's true. You know, yep. Star mm-hmm. felt, and I know you had these critics. But these guys were important when you were against it at certain games, you know, they were so important but not having they two in the central and you're going with two, you'd say novices. Yeah, sure. Because they you know, were a great
2: double act, weren't they? Absolutely, yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. And you can be novices. Wise. Yeah, yeah, he's
2: like me and you. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: No, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you're, you're, you're Carter Vickers. i that's, yeah. that's No, it. but it's true when you look at it and it's a good point Stephen makes, maybe Brendan Rodgers gets a bit of time. Well, look at, because, it,
3: look at this one, Paul. If Nat Phillips is not available, yeah. How many minutes have these two centre-backs no, then yeah. played in Champions League against the quality? How many minutes? None, would it be? I'm yep. not sure if young Liam Skills has played any. No, he hasn't. So if he's not, there's two centre-halves going sure. in that's not played I, a minute in the Champions I, and League.
4: And one of the things from last year, what's the one thing you would say Celtic weren't clinical last year? But actually a couple of the goals were scored by Jota, Jota. away, yep. Jackie Mackis mm-hmm. away.
2: So you've also got a squad full of players that have hardly scored the goal in the mm-hmm. competition they've missed Gikamakis as well I know whatever happened and maybe he wanted to go but oh isn't Gikamakis is he he hasn't got to that level I must
3: admit I really like oh, good I think the problem yeah. with, oh, he's got he's been unfortunate last year he came at a bad time but we tried to get his fitness yeah. up and then this year in pre-season he picked up an injury I think he's a handful I thought he'd done really well when he came on at Ibrox for the period he was on mm. you know he looked sharper but maybe he's only got so many minutes in his legs but yet again if anything happens to a Kyogo God forbid that's when he's got to play you know because then he has to stand up and he's only a young man as well but that's what the unfortunate thing is as well he's been he, he came in at a bad time last year and then this pre-season he's yeah. picked up an injury you know but I, I still like him as a player I still think he's got something It's,
4: it's, it's almost unfair to compare because Jackie Mackis was the type of signing we go and sign the DC top goal scorer yeah. Kyle pops pop his shoulder and Jackie Macchess can come in and play and score at that level he can yeah. play against Rangers and be a real handful you're signing a guy from the other side of the world that's a project signing that might end up being Macus, but yeah. he isn't at the minute so Kyle yeah, go right. with yeah. a dodgy shoulder yeah. needs to play every game and
2: Giacomacchus was also saying hey knock on the door I want to be playing also,
3: I don't I don't know if like he Paul, said, "Hey," because uh, but, you've he was, got, but, but you've got to remember Paul yeah. his team got relegated and he was a oh, top know, goal scorer in the division which tells you it so tells you his quality mm-hmm. you know there's no doubt of that and he did a wee bit about him and listen he came in for criticism at the start as well when he came in and he wasn't fit and then I think his first goal was at Allah. believe it or not it was Scales that crossed the ball for him and he got across the front post but he was always between the sticks and nobody liked playing against him and I think O's a bit like that but he just needs to go up to speed and get that fitness level which he's been unfortunate so far
4: uh, Look, he's gone He's gone. but you can understand the frustration the game he scored in the Champions League they both played Kyogo dropped drop back one and he's probably saying look, I know you're saying Kyle was your number one but you've played us both at the highest mm-hmm. level
2: mm-hmm. I've scored what more do I need to do? Brendan Rodgers was asked, can Celtic compete tonight uh, and in this Champions League campaign? Anything that's is possible
5: in it. You know, people ask and, and ask you to forecast what it is you want to do and what it is you want to achieve. But I think that you know how we want to play the game and, and with our competitive spirit, and that's important in the Champions League because you're playing against top teams. And then we've seen it already this season, that the, the, the spirit of this team will never be broken. And you have to have that at, at, at this level. Uh, when you're a team like ourselves coming into it when people want to dismiss you in the tournament so so for us it's about being competitive like you say we have to work very hard you have to work very smart and uh, and let's see where it takes us
2: and what about uh, finer themselves
5: yeah I think any team at this level is always very very difficult I don't think there's uh, an easy game here and obviously uh, being Dutch champions of the great history of this country and producing teams and players so we know the challenge but um, but for us we're uh, we're looking forward to it and it's the first game of six and uh, yeah let's see where it takes us
2: Peter were you four or five when they played Fine the? Uh, not five, even maybe You're five, five? Yeah, do you remember it? Five?
3: Five. no I don't remember that no? one it's funny, you remember more about 67, I think it's because they won. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was you voiced it then. back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But no, listen, you've you seen it, you, you know all about it. You, it's a big name again, mm. you know, Feyenoord, you know. It's a football name. You're talking about football sure. clubs of history and tradition. You remember it, the Axe the that's the first things that roll off your tongue, you know, all these clubs. But Brendan's right, and it's interesting because it's the biggest thing you've got to do, and nobody can ever stop you competing, and it's the old saying is, it's a player you're playing against. It's no, it doesn't matter how good he is. It's a player you're playing against. Make sure you make it, if you're not playing as well as you can, you make it as difficult for him and then hopefully along the way with that, you've got to put your shoulder to the wheel, you've got to dig in and that's why we're talking about we change the shape because I think the lack of fitness at the back, the lack of game time at the back, you have to make sure that you're not just getting overrun and that's why we would slightly talk about the change of the shape. Going forward, you would probably say, well, we can go and attack that. You know Celtic, when you're at Celtic Park, the fans help you so much. You know all the, the adrenaline like that, but when you're away from home, it can be the complete opposite when people are on top of you and you're under pressure. A tight stadium, the ball's in play quickly all the time. Yeah. All these things, you have to be switched on and concentrated. So they could take a lot from the
2: win over Rangers. Of course, exactly. You know Because they were up against it, they were under stress. Well, we spoke about that, yeah. didn't we? We
3: spoke yeah. about how important, as everybody writes you off, and you've just got to say, well, we've got to be concentrated, we've got to dig in. How many blocks have we got? How many interceptions have we got to do? But then. The difference at this level is if you keep giving the ball back to the opposition, which Celtic didn't do. Celtic kept the ball well at Ibrox, I felt. What they didn't do, and I think that's so important when you get into this game, because if you kick the ball up the pitch and
2: you just keep wave after wave after wave, then you're asking for trouble the news is next then we're back 0808 17 17 700
1: the go radio football show with global eco energy personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products let's
0: go looking to reduce your energy bills global eco energy install renewable energy products to domestic commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar pv battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th september 2023
1: the go radio football show with global eco energy personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products
2: yes european week and it starts well it doesn't get any bigger does it than the champions league tonight and it's Feyenoord, the winners in 1970 against the 67 winners, Celtics. So it's going to be some game this evening. Newcastle United, they are, they've are, they started, haven't they, Peter? Started, They're underway yeah. at Milan well, under in the underway. San Siro. Well, here's hoping they get a result. Yep, I see a Newcastle fan was stabbed last night in Milan, so we hope he is okay. And for all the fans over there, the Newcastle fans and the Celtic fans in Feyenoord, we hope uh, no trouble. Because sometimes We talked about it Last night briefly Some of the arrangements By UEFA And the authorities abroad Are not good enough Peter
3: No and it's difficult supporters Everybody wants to be part of it And and listen We talk for our own Celtic supporters You know your friends that want to go over And take the atmosphere And it used to happen you going to Aberdeen (laughs) They used to go on the bus To listen to Aberdeen To listen to the game outside They just want to go And be part of the the Build up to the game Obviously it's difficult Because you can't get tickets And there's such issues Around tickets nowadays but you wanted to go there and everybody to be safe and have that party atmosphere, but unfortunately, there's always some clowns
2: out there, and you just have to be very, very aware. Some of the other games tonight young boys of Bern against Leipzig, Feyenoord, Celtic, of course, Milan and Newcastle. 19 minutes gone, it's nil nil at the moment. Paris Saint Germain against Dortmund, of course. That'll oh, be uh, an interesting one, yeah. Paul.
3: Paris, they've not started yeah. particularly well. Dortmund uh, obviously playing second best to Bayern all the time mm. at this moment. But in time. They should have won the title. Yeah, they should have. It's yeah. uh, quite incredible, actually, but what an yeah. arena that is. That was the the best place yeah. I've ever played was Dortmund. You know them all. Oh, magnificent.
2: Best Stadium. Yeah, magnificent. Yeah. Oh, That's what a great one, isn't it? it? Yes. Barcelona, Antwerp, Shakhtar Donetsk against Porto, uh, Man City in action too. It's going to be some tournament. Looking forward to. It. What's your favourite European night, Stephen? Or just not a, not necessarily a favourite, a memory in Europe. A uh, memory. But... Which
4: probably just about that time. Maybe it was ten and eleven, and um, the Man United run. We end up winning the European Cup. I just I remember the York and Cole partnership, some of those games, and yeah. uh, the comeback in Juventus. Roy Keane inspired, but probably that just the final. The the way the European Cup was won. I think it's just. Uh, probably a special memory one of the first kind of football memories where you think wow that was that was incredible that
3: was into Fergie time
2: wasn't it was it 89 minutes gone and yeah, they
3: were goal was, down but I seen yeah. them I seen them in the next final against Barcelona at Wembley <laughs> and that was a lesson yeah I think they, even Sir Alex admitted yeah, yeah, Sir Alex clapped them after the game and yeah, there's nothing you can do you just got to put your hands up and say wow that was magnificent they were brilliant I was fortunate enough it was the other way sometimes you boys you never really get both boys Raymond and Peter were with, with me at the game sitting at Wembley And I said, you don't realise you've just watched them. (laughs) It was just one of these occasions that people have talked about for many, many years, you know, and it was a a pleasure to be there. But as a supporter, just before I really broke into the team, and I liked Sport in Lisbon, Celtic beating them 5-0 at Celtic Park was incredible, you know, after losing 2-0 away. And then I'm not sure if it was a a European Cup when Atletico Madrid played Celtic member B-Jimmy, God rest him, get kicked all over the place with Ayala. Yep. I was at that particular game as, yeah, a fan, a a, as, fan. A, as a fan yeah. in the Rangers then. Believe it or not, I used to stand up the back, the Rangers and my grandfather. You were yeah. like I was on the shoulders, and I was actually crying there was that much, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I was at, because the fans were, you remember the Rangers then, Paul, they yeah. used to come in at this big square. So there was that many fans there, they couldn't get in. So yeah. they're all still looking in. And I remember watching the game, but there was so much going on in the pitch, but. The European nights were something special, but the the 5-0 I thought was magnificent. All the players, and I ended up fortunate enough playing in that, that group just after that. But after being 2-0 down, but the atmosphere that evening and when scoring five goals was magnificent. And was it
2: just before your time as well? Was it George McCluskey, Charlie Nicholas scored Ajax, against Ajax, yeah. who were the dominant force yeah, at that you point? Yeah, Graham
3: Sinclair Mark, Johan Cruyff out the game. So if did. you remember, and they beat them 2-1 in Amsterdam. And never gave him a kick in both legs. I think it was 2-2, two, two, I think, was, if I'm right, at Celtic yeah, right. Park. Yeah. I think it was 2-1 away from home. Yeah. You know, and Charlie scored a lovely dink again, you know what I mean? So it was. they were special memories, you know, just but as I say, obviously I'd never seen the game, I wasn't at the game. I think that was 1980, maybe. Because did Celtic mm. not play Real Madrid? They drew it home, remember Laurie Cunningham, because I was in the ground oh, yeah, staff yeah. then, and then get beat 3-0 away from home but George missed a big chance to make it 3-0 to Celtic, because I think Celtic won 2-0 at home and ended up getting beat 3-0 away from home. And they'd have went 3-0 up, if George would have scored his chance in the Bernabeu, and I remember. I said,
2: can I tell you? I covered the game. Exactly. I was there, and I was in. I remember the dressing room was absolutely massive there, and we interviewed um, after the game. Laurie Cunningham, yeah, well, that oh, very unfortunately young. yes, yes. But but Celtic, Celtic went well, there, and remember, I remember the week before because the first leg was uh, at Celtic. Celtic Park, won, won 2 0 I, know, I Celtic think Celtic Murdo scored. Yeah.
3: I think that night, if I'm right, Murdoch scored mm-hmm. one of the goals. If I'm right, um, but Celtic won 2 0 were um, were excellent, but then Georgia say make it. Th- 3 yep. uh, 0 early in the game and then ended up uh, Real Madrid 1 3 So, if
2: George is listening. Are you blaming
3: him? Yeah, I'm blaming George. <laughs> I've told George. him a few times as a supporter. You know, I said that to him. Yeah. Once I was a teammate, it was different.
2: <laughs> Peter Latchford, I remember, was the goalkeeper. But when you think about it, Stephen, that uh, Celtics history has been brilliant in Europe and still a huge name. But the fans nowadays, and quite rightly, will want to see it's a balance. They've got to be financially secure, yep. and they are. It's, but it is it's very hard to compete. And I sure. think this fixture tonight throws up,
4: obviously, the memories of the cup final. And obviously, you hear about that particular game and, and what went wrong. And you, almost the other day, you're almost laughing away. You're reading it and thinking strong favourites going into the game. Strong favourites going into the Champions League final, European Cup final. Mm-hmm. And they lost to order and a lot of it was they maybe be under, underestimated. <laughs> that's <laughs> then the exactly. European Cup final you think
3: wow and yep. you but, think of the golf. But you're saying Celtic have made 40 million and 40 million in the bank. Then. Yeah.
2: 70 million in the bank. Or
3: 70 million. But the 40 million they made. Yeah. So who was it that signed somebody? was it Newcastle You yep. signed a reserve mm-hmm. player for 40 million pounds. You know that's the difference Paul. It's okay saying that amount of money but they've sent Leveramento for forty million pounds, which predominantly was out injured all last season, and was a reserve team player at Chelsea, if I am right, yeah. you know, yeah. so that shows you the different levels you are at and trying to compete at and trying to perform against. Which is, and, yeah. and we always say eleven v eleven. Yeah, you've got to roll your sleeves up and dig in. But for that quality,
4: yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal played the
2: backup goalkeeper at the weekend. we
4: yeah. Signed him for £25, 30 exactly. for I know exactly. Was,
2: That's another topic I did want to ask you about. Is this going to happen now? Arteta's saying he might rotate keepers in game. He might change keeper after an hour or I, whatever I think I, that's what he said I, at the I, weekend I, so not just, I couldn't
4: believe yeah. I couldn't believe he said that because you, you, you immediately look at the negatives to what's Alan Ramsdale thinking about that he's thinking yeah. last year they lost out in the title and moments where yeah. I wish I'd
3: maybe subbed the goalkeeper yeah. well <laughs> no. I must admit there was only once I felt like doing that and I got the goalkeeper was my number one and wasn't had not yeah. had a, a good period of games yeah. you know and then the had a really, really dodgy first half um, and I said to the sub goalkeeper what do you think because mm-hmm. you've got to think because it's a different position if I'm yeah. taking my goalkeeper off you're making a statement sure. here yeah. every time he gets back in again mm-hmm. and he'd have probably played the first uh, the following week again he'd have started for me but if I take him off now what does it do his confidence? because everything that comes in the following week mm-hmm. there'll be a well, what's his first yeah. save like, what's so his what first did you save? do and I asked the, the uh, mm. sub goalkeeper what did he think and he thought the exact same he gaffer would it, probably end him I said that's exactly that what was I good at the number You know yeah. he said it probably and, and it was an experienced uh-huh. goalkeeper and it was, it was good but I think it's always important uh, that you speak to your players mm. in that respect and, and that's why I done it because it was more for him more than it was for me in the respect of that because I thought it was important for him because mm. I didn't want him to be getting the criticism he wasn't playing particularly well his confidence was obviously low but you had to make that decision
2: Leipzig have scored the first one of this year they're one up Young bad boys at So street. yeah, Leipzig, Leipzig, as we yeah. know
3: from last season.
4: I, yeah. I know we're not here to talk about Arsenal, but just watching the game and you think Arsenal. You want had, to? So we we <laughs> <laughs> hadn't won it, uh, Goodison in, in years, and one of the big mm. things about Goodison is a physical presence. He yeah. put balls in your box. A couple near the end when Arsenal were under a wee bit of pressure. Jordan Pickford, David Raya just comes and through bodies just catches it. It is the best feeling ever, as Peter. Know. Yeah. As a manager, <laughs> a defence, a player when your goalkeeper comes and catches a ball under pressure later on in the game it's the best feeling ever and maybe that's something going on, maybe well, I, think those... right. yeah. I think he did you're right
3: I think he did the most catches last year David Rhea Did he? In yeah. games mm-hmm. I think it was something like 50 for cross balls and Adams Ramsdale was like something like 17 that was okay. one of oh, the sort yeah. and I'm not a stat, uh, statistician okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> However you say it <laughs> <laughs> You are yeah, but yeah. I've kind of used that <laughs> one <to No>. <laughs> but he came and it's it, it, something like 17 to 50 Yeah you know what I mean? You're thinking, wow. mm-hmm. so maybe that's the reason he's made the, but the choice. But you're not a stats man, really. No, anything so, but.
2: But if you're on Ramsdale, but that was, his, saying, Come that was on. his
3: excuse. Well, listen, I thought Ramsdale last year at times was brilliant. Yeah. Ang- England goalkeeper uh, uh, last brilliant. Tuesday. Yeah. But even his distribution was brilliant. I had more questions at the time when they signed him because he was Sheffield United yeah. who'd got relegated, you know, and lost a lot of goals. Yeah. He'd been mm-hmm. Bournemouth before that and all of a sudden yeah. he became, boom, number one. In England, eh, for, oh, sorry, for Arsenal.
2: Sure. Um, mm. And that just shows you the fine changes. Could that be the way here in the future that if you've got two keepers, that no, it's not going to happen, is it? And not during in-game. It was... Mikel Arteta's done brilliantly. He is different, isn't he, Stephen, in the way he speaks um, about football.
4: I, I would never rule it out in terms of just uh, Pep Guardiola his Barcelona. I'd never have thought mm. he could be successful at the top level by playing like a Mascherano at centre-half. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He's now brought in the things where full backs play in the midfield and the inverted full So never say never. And if you've got the finances to bring in a, the, the best, as you say, can come and catch crosses for thirty million, then why not? If it makes the small details make you
3: better. Well, they've done that. the penalty spot if you remember. Yeah, Van Gaal done it. That's remember right. it, the shootout? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, was it Tim Krul that came on? Yeah or Claassen, yeah. uh, he, he changed, it, and he changed, changed it, it he did just yep. before the, the,
2: when the penalty kicks because he thought he was better at penalty kicks so Celtic in action in what one hour and 15 minutes we'll have uh, 45 minutes we'll have the team news in about 15 minutes Brendan Rogers speaking to the media uh, was talking about well he was asked what is Champions League what does success look like in Europe this season for Celtic
5: well I think success for us as a club is to as I said is to be in Europe after Christmas I think that, uh, that, that is what our aim is. You know, whatever competition that is in, uh, as long as we're in Europe after, after Christmas, that is, uh, that is our aim. But like I said, anything is possible in the group. And uh, like I said, we, uh, we, we look to be competitive in all the games.
2: Looking to be competitive after the win at the weekend, 3-0 against Dundee. And it could have been more, and sure, Dundee had the odd chance. Uh, he spoke about Kyogo and all three goals. Well,
5: firstly, he felt his shoulder, so he just needed a little bit of work on that. And he was fine when he came out. Obviously, his goal and assist was a great pass by uh, by Callum. He, timing was perfect, and he Kyogo makes his run and, and a great finish. And That's what he does. He's, he's lethal in front of goal. Again, I'm really pleased with the... Matt Riley's goal because we win the ball back very aggressive in the final third of the pitch comes back out Keogh uh, receives a, a really good pass from, from Ali Johnson and pulls it back and Matt Riley's, looks like he's going to score one or two goals in every single game he plays you we're know, finding timing of his runs into the box really good finishing uh, but with composure and uh, yeah, all round three very good goals
2: and Keogh obviously the injury worry but he I'm sure he will play tonight sounds as though he will and hopefully he will be okay He mentioned Matt O'Reilly there Peter mentioned him in the first hour he's having a great season great start yeah
4: and we spoke in in the summer about how do you make Matt O'Reilly better yeah. and it's adding goals mm. I think what Brendan Rodgers is saying is right I think the St Johnson game with the, the drop of two points Matt O'Reilly could have had a hat trick so um, I think he's already bet- bettered his total from last year and definitely in the league. So, um, if he adds goals to his games, then you do start to you think there's maybe bids in the summer for him. You, you you do think a goal scorer midfielder with the talent he's already
2: got, what could he potentially go for? It's going to be tough at this level, obviously, going from, and that's no disrespect to Dundee or anyone in the Premiership outside the Big Two. Tough at the Champions League level, but it's where you want to be. It's very difficult.
5: You know, you're talking over the last 20 odd years 22 years or so the game has evolved so much and and the challenges are there to, to see you know you, you see the levels of teams you see the levels of players but for us what we can promise is that we'll fight in every single game and uh, we want like I said we want to compete we want to be competitive and and that is all I can promise and from that we play to the level that we can then we know that we can Cause teams a problem, so um, I can promise no more than that. And uh, but like I said, if we can produce that level of work ethic and the and the quality that we do have, I think we can cause teams
3: problems, and uh, that will be our aim. Peter, Celtic become Ross County, Dundee, Livingston. That's what they become in the Champions League. That's not been that's not been disrespectful. That's fact, you know. So when you go to play a Livingston, a that go to play a Celtic or Rangers and get something from it it's a massive victory or point you know what I mean so let's not kid ourselves that's the levels you're at Um, and it's not been disrespectfully Celtic in any shape or form no money, much money you've got in the bank if you can't spend that on the quality of players that's at that level and playing with these teams you know what you can do is compete you know, and Celtic done that exceptionally well and as I said last year I think the, the thing for me was if you put the two teams on paper now and you look Celtic's first game last year in the Champions League to the first the team looks weaker in the respect of because of the personalities it's sure. not available yep. you know what I mean and that, sure. that, that, there's, yeah. no, there's no hiding that fact that, that's fact but I thought they'd, what they'd done last year was they tried to win every game and that was a big thing I felt Whereas before, you were going to, OK, you're playing Barcelona at their peak and whatever, and you're getting beat seven and whatever. But sometimes you've got to say, right, OK, well, there's a period we've got to dig in. And that's why I think even going to somewhere like Feyenoord mm-hmm. this evening, there has to be a wee tweak in something yeah. else. And I'm not talking about taking something away from it, because if, uh, for instance, the team I'm saying, yeah. the Turnbull fuller up the pitch, mm-hmm. it still gives you a goal-scoring threat, but it still gives you that defensive link as well, which you will need at this level. And especially the team being weaker than what it was before. And that's what we're saying, that's why the Celtics now become a Moria Livingston, a a, a
2: Ross County, you know, all these teams when they play in the Champions League. And could the fact that it's a Brendan Rodgers style, as opposed to Ange, work to Celtic's benefit in Europe this season? No, I wouldn't say necessarily, Paul, because I played in Europe with
3: teams that we, in two occasions, I felt could have went far. Go Madrid scenario Mm -hmm. with Rapid Vienna, you know, they, they two years in combination. they two years I felt we had a team that could do well in Europe. Yeah. And I think most people did. They and for those it. that don't remember, Celtic were robbed by
2: UEFA yeah, with Rapid. Yeah, and they were. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. But then go. Madrid, you're playing with no fans at home, of course. you know, after yeah, sure. getting a fantastic uh, result in Madrid. I felt both these seasons, we were more than capable because we were the players capable in that particular mm-hmm. time. And it's always difficult, you know. And you get into European nights, you have to do something different. But Andrew and Brendan... It doesn't change the dynamic because Ange was on the front foot he would other players he did the Not we've not got these boys now we're getting guys that's learning their trade playing for Celtic and what you've got to do is maintain the ball but you've got to go and hurt quickly when you've got an opportunity to pass forward that doesn't change you have to pass forward you have to break the line quickly you have to get the ball into the final third quickly as in not just booting the ball up the pitch no, sure. but, but the thing is the concentration level you've got to have at the back And making sure the opposition can't get dominating you. That's never changed since the year dot. As I say, when we played in Europe, we played with two wingers and two centre (laughs) forwards. There was no number 10, Mm. there was no wide midfield players. (laughs) It was two wingers. So you were two central midfield. I used to think I was playing a 5v2 in European yeah. games you think, yeah. can't you get near them uh-huh. couldn't get close to them they were passing it to the side of you they were just so good at it but because we liked our wingers out in the mm-hmm. touchline and you two centre forwards who stood up the pitch with a cigar that's right <laughs> that's <It's TV probably.
2: laughs> no Probe play best? with no fear that's what uh, Brendan Rogers said last night but be clever and that's kind of what Peter's saying as well Yeah, isn't well, I it? think they had
4: a dress rehearsal so at Ibrooks two weeks ago it's going to be very similar very intimidating atmosphere Um they're going to be up against it first 10-15 minutes and I think Brendan Rogers, what the message will be look, we're away from home. We're the final, have to win this game. We're the bottom seeds. Fine odd will be looking at this as a must win game of the campaign. For the first 10 15 minutes, if the ball at play, take your time. Run down the clock with your throw ins. Let's ease our way into the game, settle the crowd down. And like at Ibrox after 15 20 minutes, if they can find Cal McGregor in the ball, he plays a couple of passes, he grow into the game. And from then on, you can start to say, right, okay, we're, we're well in this game. But for the first 10 15 minutes, I do think they're going to have to box clever. and. Maybe take their time over goal kicks and, and just play it like an away team in Europe that it draws okay. I'm mm. um, not, not saying that you, you can't play for a draw, but with that mentality of nothing earlier and no encouragement to the crowd or to out that we, we are here just for you, whipping boys, we are here to take something out of this game.
2: And what about big Joe Hart? I see he's put Celtic contract talks on hold. I'm not sure if it's up to him or to the manager in the club, but he's brushed off talk of the club maybe sending a replacement he's been well how good has he been the last couple of weeks and his experience and what he does behind the scenes as well it's a brutal line of questioning because they're always going to ask what's happening when
4: when you're in the last year I mean that's mainly dictated to by the club he can't decide whatever what I think he has done is he's quietened a lot of noise there was a lot of noise over the summer ourselves included what's happening in the goalkeeping situation for Celtic to win and with a clean sheet, Ibrox, he had to play well. I Thought he was very good, one of Celtic's best on the day. And I think for Celtic, even even on in the St Johnston game, where there was a lot of criticism, we didn't score, we dropped points, etc. from the, from the Celtic camp. But he made sure they got the point. And I think for Celtic to have any success tonight, Joe Hart's going to have another big night. He's a winner.
3: The big thing, Paul, I said at St Johnston, the two opportunities in the game, he had a great save, you know, for the first era for yep. young scales and then he did another one. Um, and then on Saturday 0-0 he a great save but many Celtic keepers we've seen do that and Celtic when it win 5-0 or something like that and people forget it you know because it's so so important but Stephen's right I thought at Ibrox his positional play was excellent I thought his composure you know he, he didn't look flustered see I'm not a Jordan Pickford fan because if I played behind him I think I'd punch him right in the face because <laughs> <laughs> he's jumping about like a maniac whether he makes a save yeah. or somebody else makes a mistake and pointing everybody it makes your back four nervous yeah. you know and, and I don't like that and I look at the likes I'm looking at uh, Joe Hart mm. at Ibrox I thought he was brilliant at that but he even rolled the ball out to Callum whereas sometimes he'd dive on the ball he roll on yeah. the ground he was just so composed yeah. but his positional play behind the young centre backs and the respect to the ball going over their head A couple of claims and never get much credit for it. But I think his composure was excellent. And I think that I don't think people realise how much he helped Callum coming in as captain. I really do. I think that was so, so important. Mm -hmm. Because if you didn't have a big character in the dressing room, Mm -hmm. it's difficult becoming because you turn over for Scott Brown, obviously. And everybody knows him. Callum's slightly different in the respect of that. But having a character like Joe to help Mm -hmm. you along with who's been in the dressing room with big personalities but ensure that composure and ability let's not kid ourselves his ability as well Peter Grant in the queue behind I would suggest Virgil van Dyke
2: <laughs> to uh, have I uh, wonder what did into
4: uh, Onana if uh, you ran it in the way you ran it Maguire
3: yeah. oh uh, exactly <laughs> oh definitely oh, no, no doubt of that you know thanks officer he's in here
1: <laughs> the Go Radio football show with Global Eco Energy personal face to face advice on renewable energy products let's go
2: Listen, thanks for making the switch. So many of you are on from five every evening. It's Paul Cooney here in the company of Stephen McGinn and Peter Grant just waiting for the team to come in. Yep, is that an equaliser for young boys of Bern against RB Leipzig? Champions League is underway. Here's some news. Liverpool winger, former Celtic young star Ben Doak has signed a new long-term contract with the club. Peter, he is some prospect
3: and he could play for Scotland this year listen he could get in the Liverpool group he's been in yeah. it running about the manager's mm. named him now his pre-season has been brilliant and to be fair to the kid he's grabbed it with both hands you know he's in there and he's got as you say he's got that wee bit of, you'd call old school yeah. you know as mm. if he enjoys playing his game of football you know he's not he just goes out and plays he knows his role within the team but he goes out and he's positive in everything he does Now any time I've seen him that's what he seems to be very very positive Does he remind you of
2: anyone that you've seen over the years? I'm just no he's slightly, he's slightly
3: yeah. different because he's like, your winger used to be your dancing winger he's mm-hmm. this wee strong one he likes to step inside and be powerful he's like a midfielder playing wide but with the, 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 the technique of a wide player in the olden days you know what I mean so he's a combination of both but the biggest thing he's got, he's got he seems as if he's got a great desire to enjoy
2: and make the best of his career so great news for Scotland isn't it as well the way he's progressing and they're saying he might be in the squad for next month
4: yeah hopefully um, probably a bit torn in the issue because I believe if he stays he's potentially starting in the Champions League tonight mm. at a young age even a special talent and yeah. when you think of the what's, how good he needs to be to, to take over from your Salas and your Luis Diazs and stuff like that you're thinking that this boy could have been playing for um, Celtic and, and Feyenoord tonight in Rotterdam but I obviously from a Scotland point of view we need them to to
2: keep progressing and to, and to get regular football at Liverpool. Just waiting for the team to drop then we'll be building up to the Rangers game uh, tomorrow night with Barry Ferguson and hopefully looking back at a more than decent Celtic result tonight with Barry and John Hartson and then on Thursday building up to the Rangers game and also Aberdeen we're waiting for the Celtic uh, team to come in. Uh, Celtic, just looking at the squads Peter, you know this Celtic um, the squad are valued at £104 million so that's what they spent on the squad they're saying that's uh, a bit behind Feiner. They're 176 £176 Lazio on £245 million, and Atletico Madrid £380 million but as you said it's, it's people you're up against you know they're not they're not gods it has yeah. to be Paul and listen I never
3: knew if frightened anyone no matter what the jersey mm-hmm. they had a couple of roastings off a few players and playing Real Madrid and playing against Redondo and mm-hmm. not getting a touch things like that, you know, so you know that, and that's possible, but I tried to make it as difficult as possible I possibly could, yeah. but you've not got to be frightened because if you're frightened, of, these are the challenges you set out as a youngster, to be playing in the Champions League, it was a European Cup at that particular yeah. time, you wanted to be involved in all of the games, so when these games came along, it was, wow, this was the worst part, waiting the game getting started. Did you hate that? Oh, I hated yeah. it, I hated it. I just wanted to get out of the tunnel and was ready to go because that was the best part of it, the warm-up more that I hated, You've done it, done it really well, but you just wanted the game to get started and say, like, bring it on. What was the Red- ref told? Peter Grant's ready. We'd start, re- early, <laughs> well, start early. early Let's get straight yeah. out there, you know. And there was a few rituals that other players had, you know. Some people were going to the toilet, not feeling very well. I'll yeah. not say it on radio. Can you give us any names? Oh, yeah, yeah, Tosh McKinley was the worst. As oh, right. soon as the whistle I went, tosh. tosh went straight out of the toilet. <laughs> and all you could hear was somebody being as if they'd 15 oh, nights yeah. out in the bounds Indeed. And then yeah. Big Mick McCarthy <laughs> with his glass of whiskey, you know, for his sore knee. He used to say it was for a sore knee. If I had tin the whiskey, I'd have been steaming on it to the <laughs> You know, say so you know one different thing. Yeah. <laughs> so used all these different Honestly, things. Yeah, whiskey. Yeah. Medicinal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was right next to me because Mick was five and I was six. And mm. honest to God, the smell used to knock me drunk. It's Never made anything yeah. else. Yeah.
2: But some players just had I, traditions, you know. I heard Ali saying that recently. He said when he started out at St Johnson, there was they had whiskey Therefore. for Players, if they wanted a wee swig beforehand, we're not saying that. Youngsters, these days, that you should do it. Stephen, strangest ritual or any any wee insight you can give us over the years? Or Falkirk at the moment?
4: Uh, No, um, probably as the older I've got, the less I've been that concerned with the Um, warm-up. I'm a bit like what Peter just said, it's the worst bat you're thinking, just start this game, will you? (laughs) Um, So I I probably, I found myself, the, the older I was getting, a, a big warm up a 40 minute warm up I was thinking I don't really need this so I just need to get the legs moving and um, yeah that going at 23
3: and um, just wait for the boys to come uh, in I'll tell you what he's still playing I'm laughing because, yeah. it, because it's got the Feyenoord connection with Big Pierre yeah. Big Van Pierre Hunter. used to yeah. have a chicken curry pre-match <laughs> no chicken curry pre-match that's not that long ago oh, I, you serious? he was a I I could yeah. not believe it. I was like oh, what I was toasting beans or something like that yeah, yeah. scrambled egg and beans or whatever Pierre was a chicken curry. Where from? For pre-match, Is he it? said his mum used to send a curry powder over or something like. that, yeah. But he had a chicken curry. Right. Yeah, he, well, he loved a chicken Mr. pre-match. Sings, and I used to think that was maybe yep. why the defenders never get close. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah.
2: Just waiting for the teams to drop tonight. Any other update? Newcastle still nil nil for them. So, you know, we don't we don't want to tempt fate, Stephen. But that would be that's good news so far for Newcastle, who've not had the best start to the season. They're back in the Champions League first time in, what, 20 years? Yeah,
4: and I think they've been up against it. I think mm. uh, AC Milan have been the better team. But like Celtic tonight, for Newcastle it's about getting out of uh, the San Siro without losing the game. It'll be a huge uh, start for them in the Champions League. And I think for Celtic, if they can get in tonight at half-time, no, no, even if Feyenoord have had all the ball, I think it'd be a huge positive.
3: But you're looking at Newcastle and you're thinking, they're another arena that they're used to playing in that atmosphere, they types of atmospheres. These players are used to playing all over the world and playing in big occasions because they're all the top players now, you know, internationally and whatever. So the, the days of going and getting frightened by playing in front of crowds or whatever have long gone. Yeah. It's the quality you've got. And probably, I'm not sure what Milan team's played compared to the other night there, mm-hmm. but they got beat 5-1. Yeah. And obviously it's, I was going to say a home game, but it's a home game when you play in that derby all the time anyway. So you look at it and you think 5-1, there's a little bit of nervousness it doesn't matter if you've lost a game 5-1 to your local rivals and you're going to get your next game and you know you don't start well and that's what I'm sure Eddie and these group would have been saying to them, listen we've got to be concentrated at the back but we've got to put them under pressure make them fold if they've lost 5 goals everything that's going to end, make them under pressure make them defend their own goal all these things mm. these small details become massive in these types of games and then that's when the concentration
2: levels at your own side become massive half time in the San Siro Nil, nil AC Milan, nil Newcastle, nil Delighted with that so, Yeah, yeah Listen, yep. it's
3: a new thing for Eddie yep. It's brilliant for him He thoroughly deserves it You know, He's a, he's a great, fantastic boy He's he, never seen it. He's never been at a Champions League game Did no, you hear that? Uh, but that, that's what I'm saying it doesn't, You don't realise How specialised these guys Because People realise, Paul When he was in the Championship Champions League nights He'd be working He'd be managing a team so you never get to see
2: these other opposition because you're that busy doing your job. But what about the year when he was out of work? And I'm not having a go I find that strange that he hadn't been at the Champions League. But what a manager he is and what a great job he's doing. Uh, like he's Newcastle. done traffic, you know, yeah. it's amazing
3: he's getting mentioned as if last year he was going to be the England manager. Aye, this yeah. season they're talking about him losing his job after a few games. You know? Yep. And that's football. The expectation becomes massive. They expect you and the fans love him there. And it's a long time since they've had a manager they've loved, you know, and the respect to that. And they thoroughly deserve that and the sign of the Tonales and all these guys yeah. they're mm-hmm. terrific players to be able to get them to come to your football club a club like AC Milan I know you're paying them big money but to be able to get them in the door okay. to come to Newcastle it's great credit to the manager have you watched that programme yet about Newcastle I've not seen it yet my boys have Need watched watch it. it and they said it's yeah. great they said it's mm-hmm. great Good. to watch you know, And you
4: seen it Stephen? No, just speaking about suffering I played against Eddie House, Bournemouth team in on uh-huh. League one what were they, they like? Were, we were at Shrewsbury and he just probably caught that league. It honestly, just totally dominated the league. Mm. It was the way teams play with the overloads and everything. It felt like they'd an extra player. I mean, really suffered that day. I think they beat us 3 0 you know, on Brett Pittman hat trick. It was a, <laughs> a
2: tough <laughs> afternoon that one. Celtic fans are on saying that uh, on the Celtic website, they have, um, Celtic Football Club have put up a picture there of Vim Janssen. So it's the half um Scarf and half Celtic, Peter, you'd see it there. Ah, fantastic man so well. Yeah, it was yep.
3: fantastic. I only know him a short period of time, but a lovely, lovely man. Um, obviously, he's far too quick. But talk about the connection there, playing against mm-hmm. Celtic in that 70. Uh, yeah, of course, and he played. He played yeah. in that particular match for Feyenoord. You know, and he played for Ajax as well, Wim. But also, I watch him and I watched him when it was in 1974. Mm-hmm. I think it was Wim that maybe gave the penalty away uh-huh. in the World Cup final. For, for Holland against oh, Germany right. you know remember it was 2-1 it ended up to Germany mm-hmm. but I think Wim gave away a penalty remember Cruyff was brought down I remember early in the, mm-hmm. the game for a penalty kick with Bertie Vogts of all people of course, and then I yeah. think Wim brought someone down for the penalty
2: kick for I think it was Paul Breitner that scored maybe you know the last time I interviewed the late great Jimmy Johnson I said who was the toughest defender you ever played against and he said it was Bertie Volks."
3: Mm, that wouldn't surprise
2: said. me and there was only one better full back than him he was Danny, was McGrain. Danny McGrain? And sorry, I jumped in there, Peter. I beg your pardon. No, that, yep. that was
3: only one fullback, yep. Mertonham was Danny, Danny McGrain. And I'd still yep. say that to this day. Um, and, and Ali McCoy said it the other day as well. Just, uh, a, yeah, oh, so that, yeah. No, absolutely, 100%. He was an unbelievable Danny. You know, and listen, Danny was voted as one of the best fullbacks in the world, or, or if not the best fullback in the world, when all these guys were playing the Bertie votes and all that. And that tells you how good a player he was.
2: Daniel Fergus. Absolutely. A great name, Absolutely. What a player before your time, Stephen. But he was, and, and he also had an illness, which, um, diabetes, diabetes. at that time, it
3: was yeah. like a blow dart you yeah. need to put to, to inject yourself with at that particular uh-huh. time. Yeah. You know, but Same. an injuries, a fractured skull, his leg, sure. but the best legs I've ever seen. <laughs> honest to really, god he yeah. was as strong as an ox uh-huh. as yeah. strong as an ox yeah. but an unbelievable
2: professional and he was a, a joy for the period of time I got to play with him I and mean, we were so lucky with Scotland Stephen because we had two amazing full Sandy Jardine oh, yeah, was also wow. phenomenal wasn't he wow.
4: yep. there's, there's a goal popped up recently I think yeah. involving Danny McGrain, and you actually watch it and you think we spoke about the type of goal the Ange Postacoglu Celtic team do with that ball inside the full back cut across that was when Paul McStay plays it into Danny McGrain it's like I think that's Ange Postacoglu Celtic goal when
3: you watch it right. he was unbelievable but an unbelievable defender You know, mm. he was great at getting forward there was Manny Calch if you remember him. Mm. Manny Calch yep. as well was a German fullback he was a top quality he was, could cross the ball like Beckham you know but at that particular time Danny was up there right up there mm. with the
2: very very best if not the very best who's going to win the tournament this year who do you think Stephen McGinn first of all who's it going to be uh, it's very
4: hard to, to obviously if everyone's fat, it's very hard to look past City doing the double uh, back to back. Yeah. Um, Incredible I do think, as well, they've never won it as we know until this year. I do think they have we lost a little bit of squad strength yeah. with a few of the boys that have gone. Like Gundogan was came out a big moment. So I
2: think I mean hard to overlook uh, Real Madrid, but I think Bayern Munich might do it this year. I thought you might say I was going to say what, about Harry Kane and uh, Munchen.
3: Yeah, I that's th- exactly th- what I was thinking of myself. You know, I was just thinking Harry Kane would be a goal scorer. You know, and the the energy and the quality they've got in the wide areas, when well, you've got someone who can finish like that. It's huge
4: question marks, obviously, over the Bayern I mean, dominance in Germany, but yeah. they've kind of flattered to deceive in Europe in the last mm-hmm. few years. And Harry Kane has came; they've, they've got my away from Tottenham for the Champions League to to
2: bring that back. Okay, to take the quickest of breaks, and then we're back with the team news.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy, personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products.
2: Let's go. Just waiting for the team news. It's a bit late. Uh, who's the referee? the man in the black you can't say that these days they could be wearing red no top Scottish. or whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen you've got uh, your prediction for tonight then just ahead of here do you want to wait to hear the Celtic line up or what do you feel? Well my gut is I think
4: that um, Celtic can score but I, I think Feyenoord will win the game I think Celtic are not as strong as they'd like to be getting into this campaign so I think, I think Feyenoord might win
3: 2-1 Peter what do you reckon? If you gave me a draw now Paul I'd grab it with both hands and I, I don't mean that as disrespectful. I just think for where the team is and I think Brendan touched on it. I think he's obviously not as comfortable with what he'd like to be in with the group he'd like to be in. And, and as you say, we talked about it last year in the league programme that Celtic always had their players fit and available. They had their squad fit and available. Rangers didn't. And we felt that was a big issue for Rangers. And I think that's a big problem for Celtic getting into the Champions League. You know, if you don't have... And obviously you've lost players who were big players, you talked about them earlier, you did the Marcus the Jotas, the Starfelts, the Carter Vickers. Juranovic. Yeah, Juranovic, yeah. uh, all these guys. And to be fair, the probably only one you would say is Alistair Johnson, yeah. really, mm-hmm. who is not a step, I don't mean a step down, that's yeah. wrong to say it that way, but a step down for the quality because you know he could handle, and he sure. played in the World Cup as well and done exceptionally yeah. well as Juranovic did. It was the ages yeah. of these guys as well. They're Absolutely. All real peak ages um, and they played in big games they've yeah. been there a few years to play sure. big games and the more big games you play and that's why I played Umbridge a couple of weeks ago when people were saying with Rangers oh it's better being in the Europa League or it's better being this no play at the top table as often as you can and play against the best players as often as you can because that's the way your club will get better. That's where the individuals will get better because you can ask questions with the top quality players and there'll be the concentration levels as we spoke about tonight, no matter who the group is. But it'll be interesting to see who Brendan plays at centre-back. If Nat Phillips is fit, I think he will go with mm. him even though I even look at him on Saturday because he had a lot of the ball even looked as if he was blown on Saturday and maybe that's been a slight issue for him. But I just think that experience he playing in these games because I say, you look through that Celtic team and you think there's not a no.
2: lot games at that back especially in that back line if Matt Phillips yeah. is not available and I heard you there on uh, Alistair Johnson AJ uh, and he is terrific and people have kind of forgotten about Juranovic and that's not to disrespect him yeah. but AJ hasn't had much game time this season because of that injury so yeah it's another season we'll see what happens I don't, I don't think he's played in Europe for Celtic either. no he hasn't yeah. he's, that's well, right. his first he hasn't game in at all in yeah. European competition absolutely right the team news should drop Uh, very shortly we'll probably talk tomorrow night more about Barisic because to be fair I've got a defence for him because nobody knows but you have to take it face value when a player says there is an injury but maybe more on that tomorrow night a bit of an insight into what might be happening with that injury um, to Barisic I just thought at the time
3: Paul for me even, even being a
2: player I'm thinking to myself if I'm not available for
3: such a big game would I want to go with a national team I don't think I would if I thought yep. I was struggling that much, I'd be thinking no, because I've got to be available for the
2: next game. It comes back. But remember how you always had to turn up anyway and allow yeah, them to send you home yeah,
3: or to assess it. I don't yep. think I don't think the national team should be totally able to tell me if I'm mm. fit or not. I think at the end of the day, the national team have got a problem now because if you get injured on that, you know I think you have to pay the full wage if I'm mm. right. You know, if a player gets injured the way he's his national team and. It's different for yesteryear, as we spoke about before, the finances that the boys are on nowadays. I'm near sure if somebody's out, he's on 100 grand a week, you've got to pay to he's fit again. Mm -hmm. So for Rangers to take that chance, and then they put him on the bench at the weekend, I didn't see the bench, was Barisic on the bench at the weekend? Yeah. I think he was, you know, so that tells me he's fit to play the game. That's
2: a disappointment for me. A a, a medical view would be, though, there is such a thing as grade zero muscle strain, particularly common in hamstrings, where there's a microscopic muscle trauma not picked up on MRI scan, which is reported as normal, but they still have persistent hamstring pain and cannot sprint fully normal recovery time is just five to seven days and that could fit with the Barisic injury yep. but so you know I'm just getting a medical view on it we've played yeah. with a few guys who have picked up a few grade zeros over
4: the years uh, oh it? absolutely
3: <laughs> I, I got a few grade zeros yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know but that that was the thing and that, listen I understand that I'm not a medical a medic either mm-hmm. it just doesn't look right it just doesn't look right for me and that that is the problem you can't miss that big game which is so important and I just think you've got to make yourself available, and I, I'm only taking it from my point of view,
6: yeah.
3: if he's got a fit to go and take part in both of the international games and not take part in a game that was massive for the football club, let's know, at that mm-hmm. particular time, Rangers were going under that wee bit of pressure, Celtic were under a bit of pressure, and he's not available, but then able to jump on a plane, it wouldn't have sucked well with
2: me. Talking about the Celtic injuries, Nat Phillips will find out any moment now. They're really late. This this doesn't come from uh, UEFA. Yeah, the chief on the half Paul. It is you have to it unusual. Them in, you know, we're watching everything. Here's what Brendan Rogers said yesterday about the injury to Nat Phillips in the latest.
5: Nat has um, he's obviously he's rolled his ankle, so we just have to uh, see on that. Um, but other than that, pretty much uh,
2: guys are fine. They're working their way up to to fitness, and uh, yeah, apart from that, we're okay. Jack's been on asking just before we get the team news Darren O'Day could he be on the way to Inverness as the new manager after Billy Dodds uh, left on Sunday or could it be Callum Davidson I see his name has come into the running Listen Callum's the most successful manager outside yeah. any Celtic manager isn't yeah. he you know in
3: recent years so and listen he done a fantastic job there no matter what it is even though it's a cup tie he
2: deserves an opportunity you know, and he, I know he's a very good professional Here's the Celtic team Hart Johnson, Lagerbielka, Scales and Taylor. McGregor, Hatati, O'Reilly. Kayogo up front with Palma and Maeda. And on the bench, Bain, Morrison, Yang. Turnbull's on the bench. Tiago Holm, O, Tomoki Oata, Bernardo, Forrest, Ralston and Mikey Johnson. So Hart, Johnson, Lagerbielka and Scales. And Taylor Phillips hasn't made it. McGregor, Hatati, O'Reilly, Palma, Maeda, Kyogo. Peter?
3: Well, the only one was we didn't know about Matt, Matt Phillips. We yeah. said that would be Lager, Bielka, yeah. Matt Phillips. He's put Palma in instead of uh, Turnbull on my team, yep. the team that I sure. selected, you know. So that was what I thought. But Palma went on at the weekend and done well, played on the left hand side. He's got a little bit of uh, speed about him, a be tricking his. I just thought, I don't know what he's goal-scoring, and I just thought that's why I went with David Turnbull out there. Listen, I know David gets his critics, but yeah. as I say, I think he's got a lot of positives as well, you know, and that's why I think maybe the experience, he's played in Champions League games, David, and I thought that's maybe where they gave him the nod. But as I say, I've not seen enough of Palmer. I've only seen a, a brief, what, 20 minutes or whatever he can win at the weekend. Stephen McGinn, what do you make of the team? Yeah, well, it's what you would say
4: is Celtic's strongest midfield. Um, I think the back four are... Um, obviously Phillips is a notable a- absence day from, from Saturday but um, yeah, just go with Palma, it's more a traditional Celtic four three three. looks like it's going to be the shape from from last year, um, I thought Celtic would be a bit tighter but maybe we are going to take the game to them again um, and there is pace up up the front I think is a good size, he looks uh, very athletic yeah. and he's Maida is a brilliant worker, he brings such uh, threat through speed and in behind but they, they have missed a ball carrier since Jota left and you're hoping that um, Palmer tonight can buy Celtic free kicks, he can take them up the
2: park with runs and um, be the outball for Celtic. Do you want the uh, final team, Well, and Rutter and goals of course, Gertrude, Hartman, Timber, Pike Pikesau? Ivan Usek that we mentioned, the striker, because the two main strikers have been out for the past few weeks, Troner, the captain, Minta, Wefer, and uh, the player that we mentioned earlier on used to play Sparta-Prague, didn't he? In fact, he came up against Celtic, Hanko, so that's the team there. Greg was on earlier and he gave us his team, big Celtic fan, Gregory, Gregory, you were spot on with your team. So that's Celtic and probably not as strong as it was this time last year going in up against Real Madrid, et cetera, but today a lot of people coming on the socials that Go Football Show saying they would bite your hand off for a draw tonight Oh absolutely and uh, listen
3: you look at the bench as well and I always mm-hmm. tell you that tells you how yeah. strong you are and the bench again you know forward players in there you've mm-hmm. got the likes of Mikey Johnson in it for the first time I think if I'm not sure this season is that so, right? That's the first time I've seen him this yeah. season yeah. so it's another winger mm-hmm. you know a Yang on there as well? Because yeah. he yeah. played at the weekend, yes. didn't he? He played yeah. at the weekend, yes. Yang. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'll I give you it again then. It's just a sub, sure. I need because yeah. I knew the team. Sure. It's a...
2: Morrison, uh, Yang, Young boy, Morrison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turnbull, who's had a lot of game time this season and scored goals. Home, people like Tiago Home. Oh, um, Iwata, Bernardo, highly rated, but we've not seen much of, and he's on loan, of course. Um, Forrest, Ralston and the Mikey Johnson that's what I'm saying yep. you look at
3: that there's not a hell of a lot of European experience yep. on there either mm-hmm. you know and that's that. that is the fine lines that probably Brendan's talking about when you add one or two and you take one or two at the starting line I agree with Stephen that's probably the midfield three's the strongest and the, when Celtic were playing at their best last year that was the three Hattati O'Reilly and McGregor mm-hmm. you know now you're talking about Fuller, you've got Kyogo in so that's one of your strong players but then you've lost that likes of and Jota who are always a goal threat and that's what's going to be interesting in this particular game. We say, yeah, There's biggest problem is he's probably his finishing details. Yeah. Mm. You know? And then Palmer, we've not seen much of. No. But you knew what Jota could do. He had a goal on him and he create something. You knew Abad had a goal on him and do something like that. And that's probably somewhere where you're missing. And in the back line, you've lost two very experienced centre-backs for yeah. two guys that's going to play
2: sure. European debuts. And, and that central area is always massive. Let's hear what the manager was saying, though, about... Champions League and what to expect from Celtic this season? But listen,
5: we're not at peak Celtic, is what I would say. We've got a long way to go before, you know, I, I think we'll be where I, I'm happy, where I want us to be. However, what the players have shown is that flexibility. I think in terms of stylistically at this level, we want to play the game to our DNA, which is to be aggressive when we're attacking and to have that conviction when we attack. And that all comes from when you defend. Have to have that collective responsibility and that collective uh, resilience, and if you have that in your defending, then you can look to show that in your your attacking play. So uh, we know there's times you're going to be under pressure, especially away from home, and uh, but of course we want to uh, we want to give fine a problem when we have the ball as well. A lot of Celtic fans will be pleased that Hattati's back in from the start. Yeah, huge player. Um, obviously, the
4: rumours about his future in the summer but these are the type of nights that keep players like Rio his club and he, he's a game changer for Celtic I think everyone's seen at the weekend the improvement he, he makes to that Celtic team so huge to get him back for that but just on the night I think you go through the Champions League card I think nearly every you can make a case for every away team snap your hand off for a draw so it's such a tough competition these away games are not easy Celtic going and have to suffer for long long periods tonight but if they can get back to Glasgow with a point what a start that is
2: Callum McGregor did so well. Back at his best at the game with Rangers and tonight massive for him as captain. Of course it is.
3: Listen, Callum's a terrific player. Plays a role exceptionally well. And I thought him and Matt O'Reilly, Ibrox, were brilliant. And I think everybody's talking about Matt's goal scoring and his efforts in goal and his quality going forward. But the one thing he showed... In the game at Ibrox was his defensive capabilities, his interceptions, which is massive at this level. And you don't realise not allowing the ball get into the front men's feet, killing these spaces. And that's what we will all need to do tonight because there's going to be periods that they're going to be against the ball. And that's why, as I say, it's interesting that Brendan's went with a natural winger out there in Palmer, say Probably an extra midfield player who's still got that attacking threat. And that's pro- as I say, that's the only change I would have in the team because I think it's important. It's still a goal-scoring threat, mm-hmm. but I think that defensive group that he's talking about—that it starts having that defensive unity—to be able to use the ball. But you have to have the ball, you know, and you can't have two wide players. And Mieda, you know what you're going to get. He's going to—he'd be playing right back, right wing, <laughs> right midfield, centre forward because he is brilliant at that. But you'll need that in both sides because. It, Typical Dutch, 433, like to feed their wide players to go and attack you, get two V ones down the side of the pitch. So your wide players become massive for you. And I just think sometimes that extra midfield player gives you that balance here without being defensive, because David obviously is proven that he's got a lot of he's a goal scoring threat. So it still gives not taking away your goals, it's not taking away your creativity, but it helps you out against the ball, which, as I say, for long periods you could be against it tonight with the inexperience in the group. And that's, that's going to be interesting to see how the two young centre-backs, especially the amount of goals that Feyenoord have scored, where they are positionally in the box. Because half a yard in this game is half a yard too far. Because if you're half a yard in this game, it's a goal
2: against. And that's the level you're at. Stephen, are you looking forward to watching the game tonight?
4: Yes. Um, you're just, uh, you're hoping that Celtic have had big nights over the last 10 years in Europe. And I think back to the night, uh, Lazio away, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're getting into the game, you're thinking Lazio will win this probably comfortably and Celtic put on one of their great European performances, one of their greatest results um, in the last 20, 30 years in Europe. So it's that type of night, it's a chance for these boys to to go out and be heroes and, and start this campaign
2: with a real goal. Newcastle are still at 0-0, just about an hour gone. Milan dominating, but the keeper Pope has produced a string of saves. Peter, a bit of time to go for them, but 0-0 for Celtic tonight would be... Oh, absolutely. Well, and listen, as long as you're in the game.
3: Yeah. You know, in the concentration levels, and it's not easy because you're playing against top quality players, mm. you know, and the respect of what Feyenoord are doing and the amount of goals they've scored this season, the manager's got them playing in a certain way. And he wouldn't... Remember, this is a guy that was asked to be taught in his manager before, Angie, you know, and knocked the job back because he felt that it was more important for him to do better at Feyenoord. So he's obviously got a few assurances with the quality that he was allowed to have at the club and just keep at the club mm. So it shows you they're already in a good place. If you looked at their team from last year, even a lot of these boys are all still playing. You know, so they've got that consistency, doing that Celtic's a complete opposite. And that is a fine line, you know
2: where, where you are at this moment in time. Enjoy the game tonight. Well, we'll do. Thank as long you. as they win. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. <laughs> Cheers, Stephen. Tomorrow That's night part. we'll be here with John Hartson. And Barry Ferguson. Coming up next after the news is Joe Day
1: The Good Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go.
0: Looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023.